Welcome to the State Support Team 11 podcast. I'm your host, Eric Neal. Today, we are joined by John Hambrick. John is the Work-Based Learning Coordinator at the ESC of Central Ohio. Welcome, John. How are you today? Oh, I'm great today, Eric. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. Can you tell uh, us a little bit about the work that you do at the ESC of Central Ohio? Sure, sure. And, and again, uh, thanks so much for having me here. And the opportunity to uh, promote, um, you know, the work of work-based learning here in Central Ohio and, and through the uh, ESC and, and all of our member districts and really the rippling effects throughout the state of Ohio, uh, which has just been super cool um, in the last two years that I've been in this role. And, you know, I, I'll just kind of share, before I got into this role, what really led me into this is the last 15 years here in Central Ohio, uh, I've been in workforce development really helping to nurture those relationships with business and industry partners, economic development partners, uh, training providers, whether that's a, you know, the two-year school, the, the four-year institution, credentialing, certification, um, and having all of those great relationships to really for the benefit and the promotion of, at that time, for the last 15 years, adult job seekers, uh, whether they're underemployed, unemployed, dislocated through no fault of their own, really to help nurture those relationships to help make that connection, um, to you know have a have a meaningful employment opportunity, and so a couple of years ago, this opportunity presented itself is to take those relationships and apply it to a different constituency, and that's our K twelve ecosystem uh, here in the region, and and I really appreciate kind of a regional view, and that's why I, I I'm so fond of the ESC of Central Ohio, where we you know our Maine counties, Franklin County, Delaware County, Union County, so much robust economic development growth over the last many years. Um, but really, it just it it just permeates through the region, our 11 counties, and then throughout the state of really helping making those connections um, with our business partners and our economic development partners um, for our emerging workforce. And, and that's what we have. And, and that's what the cool thing with this work-based learning um, role is really helping for awareness in our early grades, some experiences and exposure in the middle grades, and then that, that actual the readiness and then um, opportunities to apply some of the competencies and, and things that you know, students have learned in high school to work with an employer side by side for, for some really cool future options. And that's, you know, I think one of the things that uh, with work-based learning and, and talking with our institutions, uh, both our, you know, our higher education institutions um, our credentialing uh, partners and, and, and our work-based learning partners, our business industry, is that students, when they come out of high school, they have options now. It can be an end. It doesn't have to be an or with work-based learning experiences. Students can go right into the work-based, uh, uh, you know, the work environment after high school, but continue with more credentialing, can continue with an associate's degree, and then, you know, into the four-year degree. It doesn't have to be an or discussion any longer. Um, or that if they say, hey, I want to go to the military and continue, uh, you know, the, the military is a great employer and they want to continue the education. So just, um, you know, work-based learning here in Central Ohio is, it's so dynamic right now um, and really has just uh, some really innovative partners to help our young students to be engaged. Uh, and it's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hyped about this, man. It's a, a super exciting time. Um, for really all our parties involved. Yeah, I, I'm excited as well. It, it's really interesting. You know, I'm, I think this summer will be 15 years I've been in Ohio. And 
uh, it's changed so much in that amount of time. I mean, we've always kind of had this mix, especially in central Ohio, this kind of mix between uh, a lot of white collar jobs and, and, then, and then a lot of manufacturing and, and blue collar jobs also. But now you've, you've really had in the last five, 10 years, a lot of technology uh, com companies coming into the mix. And, and now you're looking at really, uh, you know, that chip manufacturing plant that's coming in, that, if I remember, heard correctly, is going to be maybe the largest in the country. Uh, so really exciting times and really important to be making these connections right now. That's right. And, and um, Intel, I, I think they're, they're going to want to boast, Eric, that not only will it be the largest chip manufacturing in the country, but I think the footprint that they want to establish um, you know, in Licking County, there is the largest chip manufacturer in the world, wow. uh, that particular site. So, uh, yeah, very exciting um, for Central Ohio and really all of the, uh, the spokes. You know, if you think of uh, if we just use Intel as that example of the center spoke, just all of the connections it's going to have um, with skill trades, healthcare, technology. Um, again, our, our, our students, as they are, are learning these uh, different subject matter areas and how to apply that into Intel, how they're going to bring in the adult workforce that needs to be retrained re, uh, re and reskilled through our uh, continuing education, our um, uh, career technical partners that do adult education. Uh, it's, it's, again, just super dynamic. And to your point, not only after the last 10 years, we've had the influx of a, you know, a, a Midwest Silicon Valley but our healthcare systems are so dynamic right now. You know, we have four key um, pillars here uh, in the region, and, and they too are not only growing within the, the clinical space, uh, but the non-clinical space and the interweaving of technology and healthcare is bar none. I mean, the, 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 the companies coming into central Ohio around um, gene therapy, and artificial intelligence, uh, uh, you know, our, our, our students that are going to be graduating or that are facing the workforce right now are, are going towards jobs that have never existed before. And, yeah. the, and you know, we, we've talked about that of, you know, just in, in just some conversations like, you know, like, wow, so some of these jobs are really kind of sci-fi. We maybe saw them on Star Trek yeah. or Star Wars, or, you know, something like just it wasn't, it wasn't real, but now... It is absolutely real. The future is here. The future is now. And students are training for things that are, are being created on a daily basis. Well, that brings me to the point. Uh, you talked a lot about a big part of your work is making those connections between schools and the business industry so that we're, we're making sure that, that the, the things that the students are learning and the opportunities that are available to them are aligned with what the needs are the, the quickly changing needs of the, the business community, how do you go about making those connections? I, I appreciate that question. Um, it, one, um, it's historical for, for me. I've, you know, I've, I've created a network here in Central Ohio over the last 15 plus years. I moved to Central Ohio in 1998, and uh, it was really the restaurant industry that brought me here. But it, from then, you know, changing from a restaurant into working in private industry and then in nonprofit and then workforce, just I've developed these relationships across all of our industries here in Central Ohio. And we have great industries. We've already mentioned healthcare and information technology, but we have logistics, 
We have modern manufacturing. We have hospitality. Um, our friends in nonprofit will share with you that, you know, the nonprofit sector here in central Ohio is the third largest employing sector wow. um, in central Ohio. And so it's all of these dynamic relationships that continue to, to not only uh, build with one in particular employer, but then it, it permeates out um, to, to the broadening this network. And I, I got to tell you, just as, a, as educators are, are listening to this, one of the uh, most useful tools for me as I build out a network is LinkedIn. Um, you know, employ, I, I, I talk to teachers on a regular basis and they're like, yeah, I've heard about LinkedIn. I haven't really kind of stepped that towards that. And I just share, you know, that LinkedIn is my electronic Rolodex. Um, I remember growing up and my dad had a Rolodex on his office desk. Um, and I got to tell you, it was phenomenal and still keeping an address book to send out Christmas cards. But it's today in business and industry, it's how can you connect the folks on a, on a really on a much faster pace than snail mail and LinkedIn for me has just been incredibly useful and a great teaching tool too for um, our teachers as they uh, continue to teach workforce development and career readiness and for our students um, that can use, you know, not only the tools um, through LinkedIn on building a profile, but have that complement as they build out their Ohio means jobs uh, profile for their Ohio means jobs readiness field. And so that's just, you know, and, and, and then compound, um, you know, we, we've had a, a break, right, uh, with COVID. We've not had those in-person networking events. Um, I, I've, I've really missed those. Uh, I'm a, uh, I, I really fancy being in a room, um, shaking some hands and, and just helping to build a network for the benefit of somebody else, right? And uh, we, we've had a, um, we've missed that. But more, we, we're, we're getting back, I think to being able to, to meet in person. But LinkedIn has been a steady, constant tool to build out both that professional network, but also um, increasing that educational network as, as educators find value uh, in, in using um, a professional networking tool like that. No, definitely. And, and that's something I think you, know, you hear a lot about soft skills and things that they're talking about with students, but th there are there's more than just learning content or, or passing an exam or getting a certification. It's it's really about teaching them how to interact in a professional setting and, and in the business world. And I, I agree. I think I think LinkedIn is a, is a great tool and um, it's good to give exposure and keep you connected to learn about things that are happening out in whatever field you're going into. Couldn't agree more. It's definitely. Yeah, and what, what's, what's interesting is, you know, with all of the different social platforms available, um, you know, I can share my age uh, to say that, you know, fa Facebook is my go-to on the social side. Um, uh, my, my daughters would be Instagram, right? Um, but we're also integrating some of the Instagram and Twitter and TikTok uh, for employment benefits. It's been really interesting to watch how business and industry are using those social media sites to attract talent uh, and using that as a, as a tool to be like, hey, come work here. It's hip. It's slick. It's, a, it's the state of the art and, uh, and seeing more of that. But, but that's going to be something I think that's really helping our emerging workforce, but then also those that are a little more experienced think, hey, we also have to broaden our awareness. And, and, and to use these uh, social media tools uh, really for some great benefits of, of those soft skills. Um, because certainly you'll communicate a little bit differently on, a, on an Instagram account than you would on a LinkedIn, 
that count. And, and I think teaching that is also good, is, a, is important. Um, and I found it to be, you know, good value to say, hey, um, we're not going to talk BRB on LinkedIn. Um, right. You can do <laughs> yeah. on the other social sites. Hey, rock on, right? Um, but we will we, we'll, um, really use the vocabulary that you've uh, learned and adapted so well with in that particular format. And and it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, um, you know, not only my daughters, but just students around me um, embrace uh, the the tool that that LinkedIn can be for them. Definitely. Can you tell me a little bit about the Drive Ohio program that you guys work with? Yeah, um, you know, we were talking about uh, just innovators uh, in Central Ohio and really throughout the state and, and, and technology. Um, a few years back, um, our past governor uh, Kasich. Um, so, hey, what we need in the state of Ohio is really an opportunity to help broaden awareness and, um, and readiness for um, automated technology, connected technology, and drone technology. And so, uh, so they um, executive order to create Drive Ohio. And, and, and that's what they really focus on, are those three key areas. It's enhanced since they started, but really taking the, um, you know, as we see the increase in drone technology, um, you know, not just for recreational use, but, you know, as they're using drone technology, and this was, this is just state of the art, um, for organ donor transplant, right, where so, some of these wow. organs can be transported over many hours, but some really have a, a, a very short window of minutes, under an hour, uh, and to be able to create a connected um, aerial network from Cleveland to Columbus to get um, a drone to transport a human heart without a, without a human pilot from one site to the next, get it to logistically get there, get it to take off from Cleveland, do the flight path down 71, land at one of our particular hospitals here in Columbus, um, and then be able to use that, that organ. And Drive Ohio is really encouraged and brought in incredible companies uh, to help um, uh, meet that need that we have. And Drive Ohio has expanded too. They've got Flight, uh, um, uh, Flight Ohio. Uh, it's a, you, know, you talk about the improvements in um, a last mile where you've got Uber and Lyft, but imagine taking that in, in, in a drone large enough to transport a human. Um, and we're seeing so much of that come out of um, Dayton and, um, and Wright-Pat and, and a lot of great companies around there. But I think too, for some of the educators listening today, um, Drive Ohio has a, a great outreach program that touches multiple grades, uh, the elementary grades, the middle schools, um, and the high schools and the elementary schools, are, they're using little Ozobots to help uh, our, our, our really expanding minds to code. Um, and then when you get into the middle grades and high school grades, they've developed a smart mobility ambassador program uh, where they're training high school students around smart mobility. Um, again, whether that's the, the automated, the connected, the drone technology or unmanned aerial um, to go into middle grades and share about uh, smart mobility and really the, the, the many impacts it has. And as we talked a little earlier, there are jobs being created now around smart mobility that never existed. And to share with these students that, hey, there's, a, there's something you've never seen before 
and wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Yeah, and it's just, it, yeah, it's growing. It's growing. It's just, uh, um, the, the excitement level around that, um, not only when I talk with the team at Drive Ohio, but just even in the school systems that have embraced that smart mobility ambassador program, that they're just seeing light bulbs of excitement and ideas and opportunity um, with students that again, that, you know, just hadn't heard or seen or, or maybe even believed that this kind of technology would be available to them. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, in the elementary school, it's really kind of just about that exposure and, and getting them excited about it. And as they, they hit middle school, it's a little bit more hands-on. Uh, you know, as they enter high school, it's, it's, you know, they're getting closer to choosing a career path. How does the program support that the students are at that point in their lives that are, you know, ready to actually start doing some things that may attach them to a career uh, right out of school? Yeah, I think a great question. And I think, you know, part of that ambassador program sets them up with, um, you know, um, a network of, of opportunity of say, hey, you know, if you're interested in drone technology, you know, there, there's great programming going down in Cincinnati, whether at the University of Cincinnati or some of the other schools there, uh, that there, there are state of the art drone programs that uh, Ohio is leading uh, in the country. Um, and then they, they can say, hey, not only do, can we set that up, but we're, they're establishing scholarships for students to be able to step towards that. Um, and, and they're setting up just even through Ohio Department of Transportation, as an example. Um, they have a drone operator credential that they need students to, to go towards and earn, if for nothing else, as we're expanding on our recent Build Back Better um, transportation um, money that's coming out from the administration, we need these drones to inspect our bridges, right? Yeah. So not just the transportation aspect of getting something from a product from point A to point B, but for our infrastructure, um, you know, uh, learning how to operate a drone and, and using the different technology that incorporated in a drone, um, the, 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 the sensors, the video, uh, to be able to say, hey, look, we're, we're gonna use this where we can cover a lot more ground, a lot more efficiently, and then take that back to, 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 to the engineers to be able to see where we need to go next. And so that's incredibly rich opportunities for, for our students as they kind of move on to that. Um, or just even if you have a student that is in a career technical pathway of being an automotive technician, smart mobility, well, well, we all know that in newer cars, all of the sensors that are built into the body of the car and into the braking systems now, this is not, you know, uh, your grandfather's garage of, of just a, a lift and, and, and wrenching the tool, right? Uh, there are so many systems that have to be programmed, that have to be readjusted. And, and our, our automotive technician students are learning that. And where some students are getting exposure to that, they're like, ooh, wow, I, I, I want to kind of be more involved in something like that. And that really gives, you know, I think, again, that broad awareness because Drive Ohio is in the schools uh, and they are partnering and they want to broaden the awareness of smart mobility. Um, you know, it, and, and, and it's going throughout the state of Ohio. So it's not just specific uh, to central, um, but they're, they're really trying to set up some great programming around the state. And I'll just share, uh, um, if you want to connect with them, the email address workforce at drive.ohio.gov. 
So just uh, that, that's a uh, whether you're an elementary, middle, or high school, and you want to connect with Drive Ohio, that's a great way to do that. No, that's great. And, you know, something that uh, we spoke about when we were preparing for this that was really encouraging to me was, you know, many people think of when when I was in high school where, you know, if, if you were in auto shop, that you were on a certain kind of path, you know, you're there, there were the career uh, tech kind of path. Um, and then there was the, you know, go, people going the college path. And it, it sounds like what you guys are working on is, you know, how do I create new pathways that are scalable all the way up through college if that's what the student wants? So instead of having to, you know, branch left or right, you say, well, I'm going to jump into it here at a technical certificate or, or some sort of training that allows me to, to enter. But it, that, doesn't, that doesn't pigeonhole me or stick me with career tech forever, that if I decide I, I get good at that and I want to learn more, it allows me to go further on down the same path, which leads to college if that's where they want to go, or just to another certificate or, or some better training so that we're, it, it's more of this continuum rather than, than a, a branch in the road. That's right. Uh, uh, <clears throat> There, I was talking with a, a superintendent uh, about a year and a half ago, and you know he was sharing that education um, does a lot of really good things, um, and our system is is well grounded to do certain things really well, but in the development in the last many years, it's really kind of helped education with business and industry are those on ramps and off ramps. You know, especially around career technical education. And uh, we're, we're, we're seeing that increase on a very regular basis, whether that's through um, you know, credentialing, pre-apprenticeships that could matriculate into a registered apprenticeship program, um, or I had a really cool conversation last week um, with um, a car dealership network here in central Ohio, and they're trying to train up um, their auto mechanic technicians, right? They, they Again, kind of that all the new technology coming out, plus that, you know, um, it's hard to buy, <laughs> buy the car right now if you want to buy one. <laughs> if you can get you one. <laughs> if you can get one, right? And, and if you're not paying, you know, you know two or three, four thousand dollars over a list, um, but that you are, you know, you, 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 you can rely that you've got um, a skilled technician, you know, working on your vehicle. And so we're seeing increases in that where it's not just in the career technical space. But we're also seeing, seeing that in the comprehensive schools where they want to partner with a CODA or with, an, or with a car dealership to provide training, credentialing, employment, and beyond, um, just even in the auto mechanic space, or as we build out more uh, healthcare credentials in the healthcare space, information technology, you know, st students are finishing um, can finish high school, you know, with, with college credit, credentialing um, in, in security or programming, and then either choose to go on to continue the education, step into employment and continue the education. You know, to your point, it, yes, it's very savvy um, and, and easy on and off with career technical, but that's such been, it's, that model is being replicated um, in our comprehensive schools. And we're just seeing that explode. Just really seen that explode. And I think, you know, I kind of mentioned, I, I don't know if I uh, did, did give elementary grades 
they're due. Where you know, we talked a little bit about Drive Ohio and how they're doing Ozobots and, and the awareness factor, but you know, also other careers around healthcare. Um, a strong program in, um, in, that, in the elementary schools around the state is it's called Careers That Love You Back, and it's from Leading Age Ohio. It's around you know, how, how do we care for our seniors and all of the dynamic of, of involved in senior care, memory care, um, and just even in hospital care, um, and just giving that awareness, right, uh, which could lead to those on-ramps and off-ramps later on. Um, in career technical education or within uh, you know the comprehensive schools, so we're yeah the, it's a, the the opportunities for students now um, has has never been richer yeah. when it comes to you know different pathways and then creating that right I mean um, graduation requirements are changing real soon right uh, uh, being official 2023 um, and and we know hey like a student has to graduate with um, you know, so many course requirements, right? 20 hours. We know that. Um, but then the demonstration of competency part coming up, you know, whether they say, hey, you know, um, I don't know if I want to do career technical education, but maybe I want to go um, towards an industry recognized credential. Bam, that's a demonstration of competency, earning that. And if they do a pre-apprenticeship inside of that, that's a two for one. Or students, hey, you know, I'm really, I'm I'm college bound, right? You know, I'm gonna do my, my college credit plus courses. Uh, I'm gonna take the SAT, ACT, and, and I'm gonna move on. Or, or they enlist, but they have those on-ramps. Um, and then the other part of that graduation requirement is bringing in the, um, the readiness. And those are our Ohio graduation seals, right? Uh, students can pick, you know, two of 12 and really kind of, you know, really, um, they can do more. Uh, we have some overachievers that are getting multiple uh, credentials, of uh, uh, graduation uh, seals, and uh, it's just it's just uh, dynamic for them. But they can use that again to 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 start that path in, in middle school into the high school, and then after. Um, yeah, it's just and, it's yeah, just so encouraging exercising. because it's it's meeting that need that's that's out there in, in industry. I mean, you know, every industry from hospitality all the way up are, are looking for workers at all, but qualified especially. And, and to, to set students up on the path of opportunity instead of kind of just like, well, I'm going to take what I can get. It, it's really encouraging that that's where we're at and that we're thinking about it while they're in school and not trying to adapt after school. That's right. And, and so, so a couple of key um, um, periods in that educational pathway that are really impactful, right? So we know we do some awareness in the elementary grades, but if we can provide some experiences in the middle grades, that, really, that can really change the trajectory educational-wise, career path-wise. Um, so as an example here in Central Ohio, the ESE is partnered with Columbus City Schools, and we're doing a virtual career chat um, with uh, all of Columbus City School middle grades. Um, it's, a, it's on a, 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 our landing page uh, through the ESC. If you go to the uh, Business Advisory Council and the Parent and Community Awareness landing page, we've recorded them and put them there. And we, we, we set up an idea. It's like, first, let's kind of focus on college and career, right? So um, what would it look like if you go to a college? So we had several colleges, Ohio State, Columbus State, Franklin University, local. Um, what would it look like if you went to uh, a career technical 
or into a skilled trades. Uh, what would it look like? Uh, and, and even inside of that one, um, yes, we had uh, um, career technical schools, but also even somebody like the Aveda Institute. If somebody wanted to go in to be a, an, an esthetician or, or someone who does hair, I, they, they, they don't have a very good customer in me, but uh, that, that's because I'm, I'm bald to those listeners that can't see me. And, uh, <laughs> and so it's, uh, um, but to provide that experience and then military. Um, and so we set that college and career awareness so, so those middle grade students and their parents could hear options. And then we've set a, a series up um, on a monthly basis of our different industry sectors here in Central Ohio. So we had a, an IT conversation with three great employers in Central Ohio. We've had healthcare, modern manufacturing. Coming up is retail and logistics, uh, huge here in Central Ohio. Um, and then, um, as I mentioned, you know, our third largest employer in the region is our nonprofit sector. And, and then our business services and our, health, our headquarters. Columbus is rich with headquarters uh, yeah. and all the different job functions inside of that. And so we set up this monthly cadence so middle, middle grade students can, they can hear and see options. Yeah. And I think you know, if, if they get inspired by that, then, then that's going to change their pathway, right? And to whatever that uh, the um, you know, early high school grades and, and to complete a high school around a particular, you know, uh, degree or the you know the diploma and then adding credentials or certifications through that uh, and then what what could lead you know after graduation but but I mentioned that it's um you know it's important that we're showing this to our middle grade students but we're also putting that so the family members can see this and that they they can have a conversation um, you know over a meal or while they're driving in a car say. Like, Hey, I watched that. Uh, I, I know you saw that, you know, in your classroom, but I watched that video. Um, and doesn't that look interesting? Drone technology with Drive Ohio. Um, doesn't that look interesting? Um, an autonomous welding arm where you're not welding, you're not getting dirty. You're just programming the thing. That's an interesting pathway that we hadn't really thought about before for you. And to be able to provide that um, opportunity to, um, to encourage those kinds of conversations. Yeah, and it can only help with, you know, some of the challenges you run into in, in, you know, some school districts or certain places or that, you know, it, it's about around engagement or attendance or things like that. So it, it can only be a benefit to, to hit them early and, and get them motivated to not just be interested in the subjects, but to think, you know, wow, like my engagement now is going to actually pay real dividends here as as i go through and it's it's not no longer anymore about it's the right thing to do it's about th this is good for you and your family and and it's it's you know pay dividends that's an interesting phrase right there eric because it both can be um the intrinsic dividend of hey you know i saw something in the in the nonprofit space i'm going to be able to go in and make an impact um i saw something in the healthcare space um i, I can get into 3d modeling so parents can see what's going on with their children, that's making an impact. Or I'm going to go into information technology, or I'm going to be an, an automotive technician and be able to make six figures. That's an economic impact. Um, you know, talk about dividends. Uh, what I can do this program, not have to go to college, um, but but get my credential and certification with this, and then all of a sudden I'm making six figures by the time I'm 28 years old. Holy cow! That that's that's definitely impacting the trajectory. Um, of students and families. Definitely. 
So the ESC has a business advisory council that you mentioned. You were rated three stars out of four in the first two years. I want to say congratulations on that. That's an amazing achievement. Can you explain a little bit about what the council does? Sure, sure. Thanks. So that's um, so um, business advisory councils are are um, in the statute. Right, Ohio Revised Code says, "Hey, you know what? Uh, school districts have to have a, a business advisor council." Uh, and so, the ESC of Central Ohio has a business advisor council that our member districts um, can uh, can align with. And so, with 32 plus uh, uh, member districts uh, in our ESC footprint, um, we have superintendents, we have curriculum developers, we have uh, work-based learning coordinators or uh, internship coordinators, coupled with our business and industry partners, our um, community partners, uh, our teachers, our students uh, attending, um, all to promote several areas. You know, One, um, how are we as a business advisory council um, developing professional skills for the future? Uh, you know, and so as we bring in guest speakers, as we bring in some of the program that we've talked about that we're doing through the business advisory council participants, you know, how are we, sh how are we um, shaping that? Um, how are we coordinating uh, career development experiences? Um, how are we building partnerships? All these key areas uh, that any business advisory council is trying to do on a very localized level or on a regional level, like the ESC. Um, our ESC also, you know, within the business advisory council, we're putting all of these um, really um, smart people and passionate um, vocational experts um, said, hey, we also want to work around a couple of areas too. You know, how, how do we increase and improve work-based learning in the region? Uh, so we have a work-based learning work group uh, to kind of build on that, right? So that's enhancing partnerships. That's, that's a, um, bringing more voices um, and actionable folks to the table. Um, that's building out pre-apprenticeships. That's building out more experiences and opportunity for our emerging workforce to, to have those choices. Um, and, our, and our business advisory council also said, hey, you know, what, what can we do to help better engage our parents in, in the community? And so that, so what was born of that is the, the parent community awareness group. Um, and, and they're focused on just even some things inside of that, not only the career awareness, not only um, the, the opportunity to kind of learn more about credentialing and certification, but what about other parts of our, our, our student population that maybe we don't help on a regular basis, you know, are um, as important our special needs students. Um, what kind of resources can we put together so that parents, A, when it comes time, when they're identifying, you know, that their young learner um, has a disability, what's seen or unseen, what are resources for them there? Um, when they're in the middle grades, um, what kind of resources can parents access and can communicate together, right, as a, uh, as a community to support one another um, as they travel that path um, with their learner. And then when they're in the high schools, uh, transition services, keenly important because as you mentioned, um, you know, um, our business and industry partners are, are screaming for folks yeah. to, to work with them, right? Well, you know, if a, a true equal opportunity employer is gonna say, all right, well, what can we do then to help with that transition? of someone that has, um, you know, again, a special need, seen or unseen, that we can uh, transition into our workforce. And, you know, what kind of um, uh, services are needed to make that as successful and as um, 
you know, a, accountability appropriate transition as possible. And, uh, and so we've got a group working on a subgroup working on that of just great, great folks. And, um, and, uh, and I'm super excited to be a part of that. Uh, we also have other parts of our population, you know, those that have been justice involved. Um, what, what are we doing to help with the, those students that, um, you know, have um, a, a background early on, but need to transition into the workforce? Uh, so just a lot of areas of, of, our, of our student population that we want to try and provide um, awareness, connection, and meaningful opportunity um, with our business and industry partners. And of course, to the, to, to the student and the family themselves, right? I mean, it's absolutely um, it's it's a it's just a a huge win when when these conversations uh, turn into um, um, opportunity and retention. Yeah, absolutely. I, all of this has just been so exciting and encouraging for me. Um, you know, if people would like to find out more about you and the work that you do, uh, where should they go? Well, you can go a couple places. Um, of course, I'm going to plug, connect with me on LinkedIn. John Hambrick, uh, my employer is the Educational Service Center of Central Ohio. Please feel free to connect there. Um, you can go to the ESCs, um, ESCCO.org and do a search for Business Advisory Council. Uh, you can do a search for uh, Parent Community Awareness and, uh, and connect. Uh, if, there, if there's an interest, um, you know, with the work that you're doing, where I might be a resource for you, um, I, I, I kind of fancy myself, Eric, to, of being a, a connector and a convener of resources. And really, it's, it's these resources that, that are for the benefit of somebody else, right? But um, I, I, think, um, I think that's what we're supposed to do. I think we're supposed to come to a point where we've got a network, where we've got resources, when we've got um, knowledge that we need to share that and then promote it to benefit others. And so I, I, think, I think that's my, my, my mission here uh, right now and, and that's to help make those connections. So please feel free to reach out um, uh, via LinkedIn or just shoot me an email. Um, gosh, that'd be john.hambrick at esccoorg But either way, hey, just look me up and connect. No, definitely. Well, John, I really want to thank you again for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Eric, thank you very much. Well, that wraps up this episode of the State Support Team 11 podcast. If you'd like to know more about the work that we do here at SST11, go to our website. It's sst11.org. Give us a call at 614-753-4694 or hit us up on Twitter. We're at SSTregion11. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at eric.neal at escco.org. Until next time, thanks for listening.